I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, it's time to get ready because your television is about to explode. I'm Jeff Braun. Upwards of four dozen new and returning shows debut this week. We'll tell you about all of them. And Jeff went to see the twisty new thriller A Simple Favor, not A Simple Plan. Correct. Wasn't that a movie too? It was a movie and a band. Let's get to week one of that fall TV preview. Do you know where you are right now? I'm in a drug trial. What do you think is wrong with you? I'm sick. Though I don't matter. What would you say this trial is showing you about yourself? Is this therapy now? It's not therapy. It's science. We'll start with what's already out this weekend. Three shows on Netflix have debuted, the first of which has some real solid star power. Emma Stone, Jonah Hill, Justin Theroux, and Sally Field. It's about two strangers who sign up for this weird pharmaceutical trial that's supposed to solve all their problems permanently with no side effects. Once you begin to appreciate the structure of the mind, there's no reason to believe that anything about us can't be changed. Pain can be destroyed. The mind can be solved. Things, of course, don't go the way they should. It's directed by Kerry Fukunaga, who directed the first season of True Detective and just signed on to direct Bond 25. The 10-episode limited series looks trippy, mind-bendy, and fun. Something's wrong. What did you do? Come on, wake up! Every time I separate them, they just find their way back together. You're not protecting those people in there. The next one from Netflix also has some decent star power. Tony Danza and Josh Groban. It's called The Good Cop. All right, let's go, people. Already, I think the Vic is a pretty big fish. Serato Hollow Point, second one today. Lieutenant, you're going to want to see this. How you doing, guys? What's happening? Hey, son of mine. Dad. How's it going? You can't bring a civilian to an active crime scene. Uh, come on, son. I mean, she's not exactly a civilian. I mean, look at her. The Good Cop is a 10-episode series based on an Israeli show of the same name, starring Tony Danza as a reformed, dirty cop who just got out of jail. Groban is his son, and obsessively by the book cop. The show also stars one of the most colorful characters from the late, great HBO show The Wire, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. There's one thing every good detective knows. What's that? It's 6 o'clock. I'll tell you tomorrow. The Good Cop is helmed by Andy Breckman, the man behind the critically acclaimed comedy Monk. Looks pretty funny. Nice to see Tony Danza again. And Josh Groban is always hilarious, on top of being a great singer. Stupid, talented jerk. These cop retreats are a blast. Ethics in modern police work. You signed me up to speak? It wasn't easy getting you on that panel. I had to slip the organizer a little do-re-mi. You bribed a guy to get me on the ethics panel? Cost me 50 bucks. You be pro, I'll be con. The third Netflix show debuting this week is a really neat-looking cartoon based on an acclaimed graphic novel called Hilda. I love it here in the wilderness. There's mystery everywhere you look. Come on, Twig. Let's get my sketchbook. Done. 
to go. Hilda, we have to move to Trollberg. Please, Mum, we've been here since I was born. It's literally the best place ever. Hello. I bet we wouldn't have neighbours like this in Trollberg. It's drafty in here. You should really close that door. Just keep an open mind. You might find the city more fun than you think. It still can't match the wilderness for interesting creatures. Oh, no? Hilda follows the adventures of a fearless blue-haired little girl who discovers wonderful new creatures and fights monsters. The animation style is really cool and the show looks like fun for all ages. One more new show debuted this weekend. It's another cartoon, Friday on YTV, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, guys, this is our moment. Let's go out and bust some bad guys. We're gonna be heroes! That's right, it's yet another Ninja Turtles cartoon. I believe this is officially the umpteenth series in the Ninja Turtles pantheon. It debuted earlier in the week on Nickelodeon and airs Fridays on YTV. Again, the animation looks really cool. Nothing new on Saturday, so we're moving straight to Sunday, and we see season two of the cop show 911 returning to Global on a special night and time. It's a two-part premiere that continues on Monday. Sunday also sees the second season premiere of Anne with an E. It's an Anne of Green Gables show, and you can guess what channel it's on. I don't mean to disparage other people's tastes or sensibilities, but do we really need another stinking Anne of Green Gables show? No, we do not, Brett. And you know, you know we don't need it because they titled it Anne with an E. That's what they've come to with titles of that show. It's ridiculous. I'm apologies <laughs> if you or a loved one works on the show or enjoys watching it. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> on Monday, a couple of newbies and a lot of big name returning shows. HBO Canada is airing a new documentary called Jane Fonda in Five Acts. This is the beginning of my last act. In order to know how to go forward, I'm going to have to know where I've been. I was Henry Fonda's daughter, which meant we looked like the American dream. But a lot of it was simply myth. When you were little Lady Jane Fonda, did you dream about being an actress? I was doing plays, making movies. I wanted to please Dad. Who would you like me to be? I never felt real. I just thought, I've got to find who I really am. It almost seems like he did more than five acts to chronicle Jane Fonda's life, daughter of an icon, terrific actress in her own right, married to a billionaire, activist, and full circle back to actress again. It's just over two hours long. It'll probably feel like they're leaving stuff out. Also, if you do like Jane Fonda, there are a few seasons of her comedy with Lily Tomlin, Gracie and Frankie on Netflix. City TV has a new show called Manifest on Monday. It's not like Lost, but it does involve a plane full of people looking for answers. Let's start simply... Tell me what happened. Turbulence. 
like the roof was going to come right off. Your plane departed on April 7, 2013. Today is November 4, 2018. No one on that plane aged a day. It's as if the plane never left the sky. What is this? What is happening? Where were we for five and a half years? Okay, have it your way. Like we heard, Manifest is about a plane full of people who hit turbulence, and that somehow shoots them five years into the future. Plane lands, they're surprised to learn about the time jump. The chance of a high-concept show like this really landing is slim, which is why most shows are either cop, lawyer, or doctor shows. Which brings us to Magnum P.I. Thomas Sullivan Magnum. That's me. Magnum, whatever you're planning, don't. It's on CTV in Canada, and I'm sure I've lamented the reboots on our show many times in the past, but original Magnum P.I. has been a lifelong favorite of mine. I know this reboot, reboot won't live up to it completely, but with realistic expectations, I'm sort of excited about it. I'm a sucker for shows set in Hawaii, so long as they don't get too boring like the Hawaii 5 reboot did. Much has been made about this reboot in that Magnum is played by a Latino actor, Jay Hernandez. Uh, another big change in that vein is that this time Higgins is a woman, played by Perdita Weeks. Sounds like good moves to me. There's really no point in trying to carbon copy the old Magnum anyways. The casting move I'm most excited about, though, is... Dave from Happy Endings is playing Magnum's buddy, Rick, and he's always funny. So I'm all in on Magnum, and at least at the beginning, I'll give it to Christmas for sure. As for returning shows, like I said, a lot of big ones. The 12th and final season of The Big Bang Theory premieres on a special night before moving to Thursdays. It's also the season two premiere of Young Sheldon. Season 27 of Dancing with the Stars debuts, as does season 15 of The Voice. There's season two of the medical show, The Resident. Its tagline is, can one doctor save a broken system? Which should be the tagline for every medical show. A much more popular hospital show, The Good Doctor, back for season two. Uh, season three of Bull over on Globe. I feel like we don't point out enough that this show is based on the story of Dr. Phil, which just amuses me. Global also has a new season of NCIS Nolans, which airs a day later on CBS. And CBC has something called the Frankie Drake Mysteries, which I couldn't be bothered to look up. It sounds as thrilling as Anne with an E. Oh, and don't forget Murdoch Mysteries as well comes this back. Frankie Mystery, Frank, there's how many mysteries is this channel? There's on? the Frankie Drake Mysteries and then the Murdoch Mysteries. Oh my gosh. Murdoch Mysteries used to be a city TV show before it moved over to CBC, okay. I think, right? I don't know. It's a good show. Is it? Yeah, I was. Uh, <clears throat> there was one day where I, I, I couldn't. I was up all night because I was sick, and Murdoch Mysteries was just replaying over and over and over on FX Canada. So you just watched. And it. I kind of got hooked into it. <laughs> so I was grumpy that I was sick, but I was happy that I got had something good to watch. Mysteries and with then, Murdoch. And then I called in sick and just kept watching the Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, up next, uh, we're going to tell you about a show that has the same name. As a show that once starred Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, you're listening to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Brett, he's Jeff, we are The Couch Potatoes, doing our fall TV preview week one of the fall TV preview. We're on to Tuesday, September 25th. Global's got two new shows. One of them is a doctor show. Jeff mentioned earlier, network TV, that's why everything's cop, doctor, and lawyer shows. Well, here's a doctor show starring Tom from The Blacklist. It's called New Amsterdam. Will everyone in the cardiac surgical department please raise your hands? 
Great. Great. Thank you. You're all fired. Any department who places billing above care, you will be terminated. So, how can I help? New Amsterdam is inspired by the oldest public hospital in the States, Bellevue, which is in Manhattan. The show is about a new medical director played by Ryan Eggold, a.k.a. Tom from The Blacklist. And Jeff, you said he is the... He is the main Nazi in uh, Black Klansman, which was one of the best movies of the year so far. So he comes into this hospital. He wants to revamp the system by helping people. Hang on a second. Just going back to your stuff on The Resident. What was the tagline there? Can one doctor save a broken system? Well, I guess that's what uh, what Tom from The Blacklist is trying to do in New Amsterdam. This girl has been abused three times in the foster care system. If you can't help Gemma as a doctor, then just help her as a human being. Am I allowed to do that? We want to help. The other guy in that clip, by the way, is played by Tyler Labine, an Ontario native who co-starred in a CW show called Reaper back in 2007, which I loved. He was hilarious in that. Played a guy named Sock. I always like it when he pops up in something. Also, Ryan Eggold, pretty sure his character Tom was not supposed to last as long as he did in The Blacklist, but he was so likable and popular they kept him around, even trying a spin-off called The Blacklist Redemption. It ultimately failed. Now, he's a doctor. They're not going to let you come in here and just help people. So let's help as many as we can before they figure us out. Now, side note, there was also a show called New Amsterdam back in 2008, starring Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, real name Nikolai Koster-Waldau. It was about an immortal Dutchman born in 1607 who has lived in New York City since he was 14. And, of course, in the present day, he was a homicide detective because cop shows. It lasted eight episodes. This next new show on Global also stars someone who was in that Reaper series, Missy Peregrim, who also co-starred in the Global series Rookie Blue for its six-season run. She actually led that series. And this new one is a cop show. It's called FBI. The job doesn't stop, so I don't. Eventually you outrun it. I'm Agent Bell, and this is my partner, Agent Zidane. What happened? Single explosion right in the corner of the building. Nails, BBs, any kind of shrapnel? You guys been catching chatter about terrorists in the South Bronx? We've got long wolves everywhere now. We have to consider it. What time was the explosion? Exactly. Reports pegging at 4.03. It's nine minutes ago. We need every emergency vehicle headed here stopped outside the perimeter. Evacuate this building. Ma'am, ma'am. No, no, no! My boys are in the air! He's right inside and he knows not to open the door for anyone! Listen! I know every instinct is telling you to go in there, but you just... FBI comes from Dick Wolf, the man behind the Law & Order franchise and the Chicago franchise, so he knows a thing or two about making successful TV. This new series is about the inner workings of the New York office of the FBI. The phone our bombmaker used as a trigger, I knew we'd seen once before. We thought it was the time that I talked to Robert Lawrence. The guy's a Nazi. What's Lawrence get out of this? He starts a race war. I'm not a Nazi. You prefer a white nationalist? I prefer Americanist. Let's go back to talking about bombings on synagogues and minority communities. Is our conversation too difficult for you to follow, Agent Zidane? Or maybe you and your partner can't handle uncomfortable truths. 
Returning shows on Tuesday, September 25th, the X-Men-inspired mutant show The Gifted is back for Season 2. The Voice Season 15 and its Tuesday time slot premiere debuts on Monday. Lethal Weapon Season 3 with a new co-lead, Sean William Scott, a.k.a. Stifler, playing a new character after the guy who played Riggs got fired for being a jerk. And finally, This Is Us Season 3. I still have three episodes from season two of my PVR. What is wrong with oh me? Oh my gosh. Are you going to get to them? I have to. I guess so. Uh, moving to Wednesday now, one of our favorites still, after all these years, premieres on Global. It's season 37 of Survivor. It's been mostly excellent the last two years, although last season was not its greatest. Sucked. The hook that will be bleated greatly for three episodes and then abandoned entirely this time around is David versus Goliath. So basically, jocks versus nerds. I wonder who Jeff Probst will root for. He strikes me as a bit of a jock. Yeah, he's... The big, buff, muscly guys are always his favorite. Up next, one of the stars from Everybody Loves Raymond returns to television. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff. He's Brett. We are starting our fall television preview. It usually lasts for a full week, This is or a few weeks, I mean. This is the first week of it, and there are a lot of shows. We are on Wednesday, September 26th. There are a couple of new shows. One of them debuts on City TV. It's called Single Parents. Hello, hi. My name is Will Cooper, your room parent. I am single. He's single, we're single. <laughs> no, I've never been that single. Hey, Single Parents, a new comedy Wednesdays this fall on ABC. It stars Chloe Perrin, Taryn Killam, who was formerly of Saturday Night Live, and Everybody Loves Raymond's Brad Garretts. They play Doi, Single Parents, and Hilarity Ensues. There's also another new show, also on City, called A Million Little Things. America's critics agree the fall's must-watch drama is A Million Little Things. What do you say to the woman who just lost the love of her life? It's emotional. Maybe John's death is our wake-up call. The heartache shares space with the humor. Thanks for the ride. Five stars. You get 4.2 stars. You want to come inside? Five stars. It's top-notch and smartly cast. Friendship. It's a million little things. A Million Little Things, a new drama, Wednesday, September 26th on ABC. IMDb describes the show thusly, a group of friends become motivated to living fuller lives after the unexpected death of a close friend. The promos make it look a bit like a This Is Us type clone, which makes sense. Big hits are usually followed a year or two later by some crappy knockoffs. A lot of returning shows Wednesday. Our continued respect goes out to Grey's Anatomy on CTV. It's on ABC on Thursdays. It's on season 15 now, which is, I think ER hit 15 seasons, so it's got a it's a tie for the longest running medical Oh my, look at that. Yeah. Uh, but South Park beats it. It's back with season 22. Uh, season 10 of Modern Family. Can you believe that's been on that long already? 16 episodes of that uh, on my PVR. Just going to ask you. It's lost all of its street cred. You never hear about it anymore. Uh, the word is they're going to kill off a cast member this season. I don't know. Here's an idea. Why not just end the show? Um, other returnees that are not so long in the tooth. Season 6 of the Goldbergs. That's still a staple at my house. Season 6 of Chicago PD on Global. Season 5 of Empire. And Season 3 of American. American Housewife, as well as something called Star. That one's on Fox. I think that was, uh, I think it may have been a spinoff or 
It's somehow linked to Empire, yeah. I think. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, because I, I think they actually did a crossover. Uh, it doesn't matter. I don't watch either of yeah. those shows. If you've seen the first two seasons, you'll be excited for season three. Lol. On Thursday, September 27th, airing on City TV, it's the CBS revival of Murphy Brown. Step I ready. Murphy Brown, where are they now? Take one. And action. I left FYI a few years ago. You couldn't tell the evening news from an episode of Entertainment Tonight. The problem was, I didn't know what to do with myself. And then, we had an election. Murphy Brown aired for 10 seasons starting in 1988 and won a boatload of Emmy Awards. Now it's back and the whole gang is back, including Corky. I left FYI because the network asked me to anchor their morning show. Wake up, America. It was all going fine until the weather girl took a couple of weeks off for foot surgery. She came back to the show with double Ds. When she stood next to the weather map, we couldn't see Oregon. The next thing I know, she's in, I'm out. And Miles? Over here. Or better over here. <clears throat> I too left FYI. I thought I needed a break, but work is my middle name. I got a job offer. I thought it'd be a nice change of pace from the pressure cooker of a weekly news magazine, but two years on The View nearly killed me. The gossip, the fighting, the backstabbing. Every day was like an episode of Game of Thrones, minus the fur vests. And many more are returning, with NBC rebooting Will and Grace, ABC rebooting Roseanne, and now not Roseanne. I guess CBS figured, why not get back into the comedy game along with was it Magnum P.I. airing CBS in the United States? Uh, I, th- I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Returning shows on Thursday, September 27th. The Good Place, Season 3 on Global. Can't wait for that. That's a one-hour premiere, by the way, this week. Chicago Med starts its fourth season on Global. Uh, that does start Wednesday on NBC. SWAT is back on Global for Season 2. Thursday Night Football is back on Fox. Big Bang Theory kicks off, or continues its 12th season. Debuts on Monday and then moves into its time slot. Young Sheldon also moves into its time slot. Law and Order SVU starts its 20th season. Mom goes for its season number six. And How to Get Away with Murder starts its fifth season. And finally, moving on to next week, Friday, only one brand new show. It's called The Cool Kids. Welcome to Shady Meadows Retirement Community. It's like high school. You can't sit there. Why not? Who are you guys? The cool kids? But way cooler. You know what happens when you mix prescription drugs and alcohol? Yeah, a good time. Do some crazy! Oh Lord, we're getting pulled over. I told you to slow down. Don't you spit up on me. The Cool Kids, Fridays this fall on Fox. The Cool Kid stars Vicki Lawrence, that'd be Mama for Mama's Family, if you remember that old show, Martin Mull, Leslie Jordan, and David Allen Greer as a group of retirement home residents. Hijinks ensue with a lot of grumpy old men type jokes, I'm guessing. The other big news for Fridays is the return of the Tim Allen sitcom Last Man Standing. It was cancelled by ABC and now has been saved by Fox. Chicago Fire runs Fridays on Globals. It's on Wednesday in the U.S. And a lot of other Friday staples are back, including Hell's Kitchen, MacGyver, Hawaii, I-50, Dateline, Blue Bloods, that's nine years in already. I think Tom Selleck could actually still pull off Magnum P.I. I hope he guest stars on it or something as, I don't know, like the new Magnum's adoptive father or something. Well, it could be. I mean, <laughs> both of those shows are uh, CBS in the yeah. United States. There you go. And uh, over on HBO, uh, Tri- Tracy Ellman's show. I, I never watch that, but she's always funny. Yeah, I wonder if she's at all bitter about the fact that 
The Simpsons started on Tracy Ullman and then went on to yeah. international and multi-million dollar acclaim. I want, do you think she gets any, like, is it a 1% of that or something like that? Probably not. I'm sure Fox screwed her out of that money. Yeah, we should look into that. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, Stan... Because <laughs> I would be bitter if that were the case. Like, Stan Lee, the, 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 head, the main guy at Marvel, yeah. he doesn't get paid a lot of money in terms of... Really? Like, he should, he should be, like have a billion dollars in his bank account, but I, I don't old, think it gets all that much. Old publishing stuff, that sort of thing, and especially like with music from olden times and how those guys all got screwed over and stuff like that, yeah. it blows, them, blows your mind. Well, George Lucas uh, displayed some shrewd business knowledge acumen when he they launched Star Wars because yeah. didn't he say, no, you know what, I want a cut of the merchandising yeah, or whatever? Like, you guys keep the movie money, I'll take the merchandising money. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and uh, several billion dollars later, everyone hates him, uh, still hates him because of the prequels. Uh, so, yeah, out of all of these shows, and uh, be honest, is there anything that kind of jumps out at you? Well, like I said, uh, I'm a sucker for shows set in Hawaii, so I, I like watching Magnum P.I. And honestly, it is as simple as, oh, it's cold in January and February in the winter. Watching Hawaii scenery for an hour a week warms me up. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that that could kind of kind of like the fire log effect, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, for me, that Netflix show Maniac, the one with Emma Stone and right. uh, Jonah Hill, I just saw a promo for that the other day and thought, what is that? So that looks cool. The, the good cop actually looks really funny, too. Tony Danza and Josh Groban looks like they make a good team. Agreed. Uh, I'm actually sort of excited about the Murphy Brown reboot. Yeah. I, I enjoyed watching Murphy Brown quite a bit when it was first on. I didn't get any of the references because I was a kid yeah. or a teenager, so probably have a little bit of an easier time with that now. But. Yeah, I'd kind of actually, now that you mentioned that, it might be worth going back and watching Murphy Brown again because I do think Candace Bergen is hilarious. She's kind of like television royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? That manifest, mani- No, the manifest one manifest, is- Manifest, yeah. That is, the critics are tearing that one Oh, really? Apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so don't bother with that one. I sort of want to see just, I, I do, I, I like tr- sampling little bits here and there just to see how bad some of these new shows are. Yeah. Because, because I mean- we haven't said cancel with Christmas at all today, but I think it's going to happen a lot. Oh, yeah. There are going to be a few of these shows that get canceled by Christmas for sure. And as you mentioned, Survivor, season 37. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping <laughs> for uh, I'm hoping for a redemption because you're right. The last season, I didn't even you didn't stick finish around. It? No, I gave up on it because I realized I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I cared about one person in that entire cast. Wow. I, 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 know, I know it was bad. I honestly can't remember any of it, though. Well, that's because it sucked. <laughs> so hopefully this new season uh, returns to form because, yeah, they, I kind of disappeared, I think, from about season... Ooh, I, don't, I skipped a few seasons. Oh, I, did. I returned... It was in the middle. It was it got kind of bad. And, yeah. And then they, they just... Something just breathed new life into them and they just, they've just found their footing again. Well, it was Russell, wasn't it? I think it was in season 19 because 20, I believe, was Heroes versus Villains. Okay. And I did not watch the, the season where Russell was the main bad guy or villain, but uh, he was back for Heroes versus Villains. So that was my introduction to oh, him. I, and I just loved that season and I made sure to watch every one. This past season was the first one I haven't watched all the way through in a long time. So huh, there you go. Looking forward to more Survivor. Up next, Jeff Braun's got a simple favor to ask of you. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Welcome back to The Couch Potatoes. I'm Jeff, he's Brett, and I went to the movies this week. Brett, I saw something called A Simple Favor. Oh, you do not want to be friends with me. Trust me. Stephanie, 
I need your help. Uh, are you okay? I'm fine, but I, I do need just a, a simple favor. Can you come over? Yeah. Five days ago, Emily went missing. I'll warn you, you go poking around in her past, you're gonna find something that is terrifying. She was not a normal person like you or me. Came in third at the box office last weekend behind uh, The Predator and The Nun. A Simple Favor made $16 million, starring Anna Kendrick, Blake Lively, and Henry Golding. He was the main dude in Crazy Rich Asians. Last year, he was a model, Brett. This is he's Now he's been in two hit movies this year. He's never acted before. Well, he's got a bright future ahead of him, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there you go. It's directed by Paul Feig. Uh, this one <laughs> is hard to describe. The basic premise is this. Anna Kendrick is a single mom of like a six-year-old boy. She's a helicopter parent and a stereotypical soccer mom. She does everything, and she does it all well. She also makes these YouTube videos about baking and arts and crafts and that sort of thing. Um, her boy befriends another boy whose mom is Blake Lively. She's the opposite of Anna Kendrick. She's a high-powered corporate lady. She drinks martinis in the afternoon. She swears a lot. But opposites attract, and they become friends. And then one day, Blake Lively goes missing. Anna Kendrick gets all Nancy Drew and starts investigating the mystery. And that is as much plot as I will divulge. It's uh, That stuff's all in the advertising, so no real spoilers there. And there are a lot of spoilers to sidestep in talking about this one. There are twists and turns galore all the way through. The main thing you'll notice about it, though, is the tone. It's very different, and even after thinking about it for a few days, I'm not entirely sure how to describe it, how to come at it. It is both a legit thriller and a more well-made thriller than most of the ones out there, at least for the first two-thirds of the movie, but it's also very funny. I'm reluctant to use the word comedy, though, because that sort of triggers something in our brains. When someone says comedy, you do think of something, and this movie is not like whatever it is you think of when you think of a comedy. Uh, Hendrick's character is awkward in a funny way, but she's not silly. Lively's character is funny, but in a rather menacing way. There are some supporting characters, other parents that they know from school, a detective who becomes involved in the story. They're all funny in much broader ways. But then it's also deadly serious at times, genuinely creepy and eerie and tense and suspenseful. And there's jump scares. And it's all of those things in the same scene. It's funny and creepy and eerie and it goes back and forth as they're talking in a conversation. Uh, it's wildly entertaining. It felt like nothing I'd ever seen before. It is frankly amazing the type rope that this movie is walking it could so easily have just been a disaster because if you can't get that right you could really screw it up and i think for the degree of difficulty that it's pulling off it gets a lot of bonus points i wouldn't be upset if the screenplay got an oscar nomination for that reason alone it's based on a novel and i'm sort of curious to see what that reads like the movie's directed by paul feig who up until now only did straight comedy comedies like bridesmaids and the heat in the end though uh, a Simple Favor feels like there's one twist or turn too many for it to be truly excellent. It's still surprisingly good. I was very into it. The whole audience seemed to enjoy it. I definitely recommend it because it's a rare thing for a movie to be smart, fun, and different, but not like in an artsy-fartsy way that would turn off a lot of people. Um, I will suggest that you do not read up on it. Don't watch the trailer. Going in knowing less is better in this case. I promise you will have a good time. Again, they may have tried too hard towards the end, but by then you've long gotten your money's worth so three and a half couch cushions out out of five for a simple favor i think this one might have some legs in terms of word of mouth i i would hope so because like i said i it, it seemed like everyone really enjoyed it 
both just during the, the movie and then walking out of it, just reaction I saw. Well, it was the the best reviewed of the last of the three big movies that debuted this past yeah. weekend. The Predator was thirty four percent on Rotten Tomatoes. White Boy Rick was fifty nine percent, but a simple favor capped out at eighty four percent. That's pretty good, I, and I think that it was unexpectedly good. Like. I don't, although the trailer's kind of weird too. When we did the September movie preview, I mentioned that yeah. that's a weird looking trailer. But I think even still with the commercials and that, or whatever you would sort of see about it going in, you you would think one thing about it maybe, and then it turns out that it's it's just surprisingly better than you think it's going to be. All right, we got two minutes left here. Let's have a look at what is coming to home video. Come here. Stay down, stay low. Come here, come here. My family is the only thing that matters to me right now. No matter what it takes, I'm gonna find us a way out of here. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Dwayne The Rock Johnson stars in Skyscraper, which looked really exciting, but uh, it's domestic box office, not all that exciting. $67 million domestic, but it's worldwide total $300 million, so The Rock's still a huge star around the globe. Yeah, I think I'll wait for that one to sort of come to Netflix or cable or something like that. Uh, That's out on Digital HD on Tuesday, also at Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, on hard copy Blu-ray DVD, Solo, A Star Wars Story, you can finally watch it, Brett. And then on both, the the loathsome Gotti, the John Travolta gangster movie, directed by E from Entourage. And what is it it's sitting at at Rotten Tomatoes right now? A whopping 0%. <laughs> 44 reviews, all 44 of them are rotten. Ouch. And then I'm just looking at the poster here. He showed the world whose boss, Travolta, <laughs> is Gotti. You know, this just makes me sad because he had, like, Travolta, can you think of a career that has had nope. more ups and downs? Cause nope. He fi- he did had the comeback with uh, the O.J. Simpson series. He was great in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he does this Gotti movie, and he's in the can again. Yeah. So it's like three high points, and now like three valleys too. It's just a roller coaster from since the seventies. Yeah, yeah. I really thought after Pulp Fiction, I was like, well, there's no stopping this guy now for the rest of his career. But then he made Battlefield Earth. Yeah, that did it. That's all the time we have. I'm Brett. He's Jeff. We are the Couch Potatoes. Get the podcast on Google Play. And on iTunes. And remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother.